The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It is Monday, September 20th, and we are here to preview Monday Night Football from a gambling perspective. We're going to break down the Packers and the Lions game. Joining me to do so, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? What's happening? Well, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. My um, voice is starting to come back. Okay. All right. Yeah, a little raspy to start. A little raspy to start. Yeah, the uh, it's the... <laughs> The problem is, I try to like, like I try to like, get, you know, to get, get, if I do enthusiasm, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like basically being fifteen all over again. <laughs> how, I don't know how old are you when your voice squeaks? 13, 15, I don't know. That's about right. Sure, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. Nine in my case. <laughs> um, just kidding. I was pretty furry there. Uh, anywho, let's. Uh, you can check out the full week two recap, and of course, we will have Monday night football reaction. I can't wait to. Stay up until 1.30 in the morning recapping another football game. Um, this one, hopefully this one's better than the point spread indicates. But if you want to use your football expertise to win big time cash prizes, now's your chance with football pickup from CBS Sports. Correctly pick the whole slate of games and you can win the $100,000 jackpot this week and every week of the season by visiting cbssports.com slash picks. Even if no one wins a weekly jackpot, we're still giving away $1,000 of guaranteed cash to the winner each week and $5,000 to the season long champ. So don't wait, make your picks and compete for the $100,000 jackpot by visiting cbssports.com slash picks today. So the Lions at the Packers, the Packers are minus 11 and a half, the over under 48 and a half, the Lions on the money line are plus 450 and the Packers on the money line minus 650. I think Sully, this uh, speaks to the expectations of a, a bad Lions team and, you know, the, the probability and likelihood of the Packers who looked like behind uh, in week one, bouncing back against a, a lesser opponent than the Saints. Right, and I, I, that's, I think, exactly what it is. There's just a lot of confidence in the Green Bay Packers in the sense that they will be able to bounce back. And, and there really is a good amount of history to point to it, too. You look back at their past nine matchups following a straight-up loss, eight and one against the spread. So they, they do have a history of coming back after these clunky kind of performances to begin the year. And, and honestly, uh, you know, I'm not, I wasn't even really that surprised that they came out so bad in that opener. After that offseason that they had, it just felt like, they weren't ready to go. Maybe that loss against the Saints was a wake-up call of sorts. They can kind of you know recalibrate, get back moving into a more positive direction that they are more typically in. So to me, I do like them tonight. I do like them, even though you, you are laying a ton of points here. But I just I look at that Lions team, and I think you know whoever was maybe taking the points is looking at it from a last week perspective to say, all right, well they showed a little bit of fight against San Francisco. They had that ridiculous backdoor cover and all of that. But to me. I look at it more and say that they gave up 30-plus points at halftime, and Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with his hair on fire and, and try to really light this thing up. Yeah, if you want to take the Lions plus 11.5, and I don't have a problem with that because that's, that's a lot of points. Yeah, it's big Even number. on a primetime game against the reigning MVP on the road in a divisional matchup, I mean, the Lions, the effort is there. 
you know, yeah. this is not some, you know, dead fish, you know, it's not some like, like dead fish laying on the beach, you know, like washed up and just gave up a life and you know, like Jackson DeVille, who's just leaping off the stadium. Um, the Lions under Dan Campbell, I think, at least for the early part of the season, are going to fight hard, are going to give effort. Uh, maybe guys want to get trade away. I mean, who, you know, who knows? But the uh, maybe that's a Texans idea. At any rate, there are two paths, I think, to the Lions covering. One, they score early. Like they come out some, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson, whoever it is. I mean, Jerry Goff hits Quintus Cephas for a deep ball. They score early and and then you have basically 18 and a half points to work with. Yeah. Now you can still, they can still, the Packers can still rip off 21 straight point or, you know, I mean, like you can still lose that bet. Don't get me wrong, but if you can get the Lions scoring early and then it stays competitive and then the Packers win and maybe they win by 10, maybe they win by, you know, uh, you know, seven, whatever it is, maybe they win by three. And there's, that's one path. The other path is the same, what we had last week where the Packers jump all over them. And then the Lions storm through the back door. The problem is, as you point out, I mean, the cover against the 49ers was kind of a miracle. They got an yeah. onside kick. There were four onside kicks recovered all of last year. George Kittle has great hands, and he botched an onside kick and then allowed the Lions to score a couple of times. So I think you sort of have – if you – you're you're old enough to have seen Indiana Jones in the last crusade, right? Oh, yeah, big time. Right. So you have to take the leap of faith. It's like, oh, yeah. like you, have to, you have to step onto the step out into the 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 uh what, I guess it's just a crevasse, right? right? The invisible uh little tiny walkway, and you have to just say, Okay, I hope there's something here, and, and and you hope that you land on something. Um I have no interest in getting in front of the lie, like getting in front of the Packers here. Yeah. The Packers feel like a team that could what I guess I feel like it's more likely that the Packers come out and blitzkrieg the Lions in angry fashion after playing so poorly last year than it is that the Packers are just terrible. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's just that's exactly how I look at it. If you if you're if we're trying to find another way where Detroit maybe hangs in this, it would have to rely on Aaron Rodgers just not being good, and it's really a surrounding around a you know AJ Dillon and and Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Like those are the names we're going to have to hear all night where it's running the football, you're keeping things slower, you know, nothing's really popping off like crazy. Like, you know, Jared Goff doesn't really have that guy that he can take over the top of the defense, you know, consistently. And if it's a quiet night for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, that's another way where it kind of gets close, even though Green Bay could still come out and obviously win this game. Uh, the other problem is, too, I don't know that the – so, like, the way you beat the Packers and just beat them down is do what the Saints did. You get this lead and you sort of squeeze them on defense, and then mm -hmm. they do this once or twice a year. They just sort of check out. And they're like, all right, we're pulling Rodgers. You know, this game's over. Rodgers is throwing interceptions. It just don't seem like he cares about anything. I just can't fathom a situation where that happens in this particular matchup because the Lions deep, you can score on the Lions defense. Yeah. And this is a divisional game. And if the Packers lose this game at home to the one of the worst teams in football, in theory, on Monday night in Lambeau, in their home debut, there will be outcries. And so it just stands to reason that they are going to come and, and potentially bring the thunder here. And, and another thing to note, too, with the Lions, right? Jeff Okuda is out for the year. So, I mean, again, hasn't been particularly great throughout his career at this point, but he's going to be out for the season. He was a former number three overall pick for them just you know not too long ago. So that is another kind of thing to look at and say, well, 
that secondary was already bad. And now theoretically they're losing their most talented guy again, hasn't lived up to that draft status yet, but you have, you know, less men, men in that secondary with against Aaron Rodgers, a mad Aaron Rodgers trying to right the wrong from last week. To me, it makes all the sense in the world that there could be a big game for green Bay. Uh, in terms of injuries, Michael Brockers, questionable, had limited practice on Saturday. Trey Flowers, questionable, limited practice on Saturday. Uh, Khalif Raymond, questionable, limited practice on Saturday. DeAndre Swift, questionable still, but full practice on Saturday. So he should be good to go. Kevin Strong, Tyrell Williams are both out with concussions. And it looks like that's about it for them. Lucas Patrick and Darnell Savage for the uh, – for the for the Packers are listed as questionable with limited practice. Vernon Scott out, Josiah Degura out. So not a ton of injuries for for the Packers. It looks like they're going to be at pretty full health. And, and you mentioned with Jeff Okuda, I mean that's a problem. I I think the Lions will be able to put up some points here. I if I had to pick something, some if I if you made me pick against the spread here, I'm taking the Packers. Yep. I don't love doing it, but I think they I think that's the side that covers. Uh, and if you make me because. The other thing, we've seen a bunch of over like overreactions to week one, and I missed on a few of them this week, and I you know, I feel like they were kind of obvious, but if the Packers beat the Saints in week one, this line isn't 11 and a half. It's like 15 and a half. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If the Lions, if the Lions lose by 17 to the 49ers, which is entirely possible, so I, so I, think the, I don't think there's necessarily value at 11 and a half, but I'm just not going to take the points of the Lions. I would take the over, I think, if anything here. Yeah, see, I go back and forth on it just because I, I don't know what we're going to see from the Lions here. Like, yes, they theoretically could put up points, but their offense to me, it's, again, like I said, there's nobody that's really stretching the field. We're talking about, you know, TJ Hawkinson being the number one receiver, and we're talking about the running backs here. That's a lot of dink and dunk, no explosive plays. And if all of a sudden Green Bay comes out to elite, they can really lean on Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon to just churn clock and really, you know, not feel super threatened that Detroit can come over the top and start scoring a ton of these points in a hurry. Again, we saw it a little bit last week, but to me, that's more of an outlier. So I look at this scenario where I kind of envision where Green Bay gets out to somewhat of an early lead, leans on the run, and really has no threat from Detroit to really do anything crazy by putting up points because they're just going to be throwing to their running backs and tight ends. Yeah, and um, if if there's a... You can also live bet the over if you want to see. Maybe it starts slowly or second half over where Green Bay has a lead. They won't be throwing it as much, but I don't think they'll completely stop throwing it. And the, the, the Lions offensive line is good enough that they'll protect Jared Goff and they can get move the ball down the field. So I don't hate the idea of maybe taking a stab at the a live over if you prefer to wait. Sure. This is Monday Night Football, so we're going to be betting on it. It's just not attractive from the side of total perspective. I, I'm sure I'll find something where it's like a first half like Packers first half or something, something of that nature. It's just, this is just not a, this is not an appealing game to bet on. Right. Cause I mean, well, I mean, it's just what we saw a week ago. Green Bay did not give, does not really give you any confidence other than their reputation to really go in and, and cover this and, and light it up on the scoreboard. To me, you're just kind of banking on, well, it is Aaron Rodgers. You know, he did win the MVP. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have all these guys, even though there was nothing in that performance in week one to make you think, okay, I have so much confidence in this. I, I'm laying the points. It's, it's totally fine. You're just going on history here, and that's and that's not that's necessarily that fun, especially when you're going up against a team like Detroit, who we also just saw do it. You know, a ridiculous. It was admittedly ridiculous, but they were able to cover in that game the last week. So, yeah. 
and it's look, not fun. Just because we don't have, I mean, I know this is the gambling preview. And we're like, man, I don't know what I would do with this game. Like, that's okay. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to, like, you don't have to bet. Again, I would lean towards the Packers and the over. Yeah. Probably means it's the Lions and the under is the bet. But I mean, you don't have to bet on the side in total. That's why the beauty of player props, which we're going to talk about after the break, there's so many options to yeah. have action on a game without actually betting the side of the total. So coming up after the break, player props. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So there are, for the way I look at this, I've already bet some of these player props because I think they're going to move up a little bit. I bet some overs and they're essentially correlated in the sense that I, I, in my opinion, you go and look at this box score for Green Bay and for the Saints in week one. A.J. Dillon, four carries. Aaron Jones, five carries. A.J. Dillon, 19 yards. Aaron Jones, nine yards. They didn't do anything. It was against a good run defense, and it was a team that was down 38-3. to Aaron Rodgers threw 28 times, and they just gave up. You know, they, they just quit. They just – they weren't going to run the ball. They weren't going to waste their starters. So now we go and look at these rushing yards options for these guys and also rushing attempts. A.J. Dillon – to me, A.J. Dillon is, is the play here because if the Packers get a big lead – Without Jamal Williams, who's now on the Lions, by the way, Jamal Williams' revenge game, I guess, here tonight. Uh, I don't think that they're going to feed Aaron Jones in the running game. I think they're going to feed A.J. Dillon in the run game if they have any kind of a lead whatsoever. 38.5 feels very low to me for his rushing yard total. I Did I send that in? What was my two unit? I know I said one was a two unit. Was it rushing yards over? I think it was rushing yards, yeah. And, and honestly, you, you know, you look at last year, you got to remember what we saw in week two last year, Packers, Lions, it was Aaron Jones rushing for 168 yards on the ground. I mean, again, is Aaron Jones going to do that? Probably not. Is A.J. Dillon going to do that? Probably not. But we're talking about a defense that's not great against the run. You have, you know, both running backs are able to put up some, some, some significant numbers here. So to me, there is a history to point to, again, doesn't necessarily come from week one, but what we saw, you know, in the relative recent history that you can run on this defense. And also, Elijah Mitchell were 19 times for 104 yards against the Lions in week one. Right. You so, know? 
This is yeah. a you can Raheem Mostert had two carries for twenty yards before he got hurt. This is a team that you can you can run on this this Lions defense, mm-hmm. and the Packers are going to want to run and they're going to want to use run the run game to establish play action. AJ Dillon's carries number is eight, eight and a half. And a half. And it's plus money. That is a smash for me. Yeah. So I want, hit, I want, I, I want the Packers. And see, here's the thing: you could get there whether it's they come out and feed the running game early to score, or whether Rodgers lights them up and then they pound the ball in the second half. That that total should be that rushing yard, rushing attempt number should be closer to 11 and a half, I think. And the rushing yard total for A.J. Dillon should be closer to 45 and a half. So I like both of those a ton. I think the only thing that's scaring some people away from the Dillon eight and a half is that he's only had double-digit carries, I believe, once or twice in his career. Again, he's in a totally different role this year. He was, you know, he was a rookie last year. He was behind uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So it's like it's totally different now. But I think if you're looking at it, you're you're almost looking at it's weird to say, but you're looking at a career night if he gets double digit carries, as weird as that sounds, because he's only really done it once. But that's fine, but that's that's the perfect time to play yeah, off exactly. Of, exactly you know, why. Like, we look at we look at these games and you know, if I make if I'm if we're making projections about what's gonna happen, typically speaking, the sports books are gonna build out these props based on historical they're not building this out based on what they think is going to happen here. They're basically on, on, okay, you know, look at the math models. Here's what, you know, here's what Dylan has done. You know, what does Detroit allow? I don't see a path where if, okay, if the Packers are favored by 11 and a half and the total is 48 and a half, how is there a path where there's only 24 carries for the Green Bay running backs? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. This is a, there should be it should be closer to 30. So I don't really mind the over on Aaron Jones. I just I'm just worried if the Packers throw early, they might be dumping the ball to Aaron Jones or like using Aaron Jones in the passing game and then be like, all right, Aaron Jones is getting out. AJ Dillon, we're gonna feed him. Let's melt the clock and then we'll bring in I mean, you know, bring in somebody else. And I'm trying to think who the, the third uh third string running back is there. I guess it's uh Oh yeah, Hill. Yeah. So maybe you bring in Hill and, and mop up duty in the fourth quarter. But if that's the case, then at that point you've gotten enough out of A.J. Dillon. And that's sort of the logic that I'm using to get there. Right, and that's kind of the same scenario that I'm looking at when I like Aaron Jones' reception total over two and a half. I mean, it, it to me, that is another smash play there because he is going. He has that role now. Jamal Williams, again, is on the Lions. That was his role a year ago. We're only going to see more from Aaron Jones. And, we're, you know, he had two targets. I think he caught both of them last week. But it was a complete clunker of a game for Green Bay. That's not indicative of what it's going to be for the rest of the season. We were all drafting Aaron Jones in the first round. He was a top five running back in terms of all of these rankings because of this role that he is going to adopt. We just haven't seen it yet. But he is going to be involved in this passing game. So, to me... Over two and a half receptions is an all-day bet for me. I also like the over two and a half receptions. I think he's probably closer to three, uh, maybe four. And again, it depends. A li- there is a little bit. I, I think there's more risk here just because if for some reason the Packers get a 21 nothing lead, I don't think they'll be dumping the ball to Aaron Jones. But I also believe that the Packers will be interested in – I don't think they want to just win 21 nothing. Yeah. You know, People, they they got ripped for that game against the Saints. And they've been stewing on it for a week, and they're at home. And they're not going to want a situation where they get conservative, they're up 21-0, and all of a sudden the Lions score you know, 
three, like two quick times and they're up seven and they're in danger of losing this game because they messed around. I, I, I would expect they put the pedal to the gas until we have a four score and, and again, a hypothetical four score lead or something like that. Well, this is, this will support that too. And it, this isn't, this is, I put this in one of my lotto, you know, props, but it's not the lotto prop. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers, I believe his t- uh, touchdown pass total is two and a half right now. But if you look, if you go back last year in all of Green Bay's losses, the next game, Aaron Rodgers is averaging four passing touchdowns Ow. per game. So, you know, again, he was an MVP last year. It was it was unbelievable. But in losses, at, you know, the games after losses, Aaron Rodgers was averaging four passing touchdowns per game. So to, to your point, yeah. they like to go pedal to the metal after these losses to make a statement to say, hey, no, we've right the ship. We're back. This is what we're doing. So to me, that's another one to keep an eye on there. Again, it's, a, it's you know, you're, you're asking him to throw three touchdowns. It's, it's not... You know, this is no but small. small you don't play any juice on it, too. Exactly. So to me, that that one, you know, again, goes under what you're saying. They want to make a statement, and we've even seen that from them previously. Yeah, and again, he's a reigning MVP. He's being mocked for Jeopardy. Oh, Jeopardy all off season, hanging with his girlfriend, eating animals in California. Like, and now he just can't play football anymore. I mean, you know, typically, if you do that to Aaron Rodgers, he's going to come back with a blowtorch and and remind you why he is one of the greatest of all time. Um, I also believe, and so this is again, this is I have the Aaron, Aaron Jones over receptions. I'm with you there. Um, DeAndre Swift over receiving yards. This is a two unit bet for me as well. Twenty nine and a half. What? What am I missing here? Right. And, and honestly, we could say the same thing with Jamal Williams, too. That's another one that I love, too. It's 18 and a half. Like, yeah. we're, we're talking about those those two guys and TJ Hawkinson. That's the passing game. You know, that is you, what you, I don't know if you look. I don't know if you look. You probably know, but I don't know if you look. Do you know how many targets Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift had last week combined? Uh, what was it, 18, 19? 20. Jeez. 20 yeah. targets and Hawkinson at 11. Golf through 57 times. Again, the 49ers are. Uh, okay, so 49ers are basically Green Bay light, or, or, or Green Bay is basically 49ers light, right? Mike yep. LaFleur, Matt LaFleur comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree. Like he was Kyle Shanahan, you know, he, this is this is where he came from. They're going to try and do the same thing. They're going to run the ball a ton, try to get this lead. And then, and then the Lions, I mean, it, it sets up similarly. The Lions are going to be likely playing from behind. They are likely going to be dumping it off, as you pointed out several times, to Hawkinson, to Swift, to Jamal Williams. There is Swift had eight catches for 65 yards and a touchdown last week. He's fantastic in the receiving game. There is no reason that this line is so low. It it should be closer to honestly 35. Yeah. And I, again, I'm, I'm right there with you with, with Jamal Williams too. Again, eight catches last week, I believe he had. So to me, these guys are just going to be heavily involved. This is exactly what we're looking at. And again, is it one of those where we're just, you know, we're banking on them completely just getting shut out? Like it, that's the only other way that I could see them not being involved as heavily as they should. Be right. Because- but that's the beauty of this particular team. Yeah. This isn't just a crappy football team. It's a crappy football team coached by Dan Campbell. They are going to give you effort every week for at least the first half of the season. This is not some team that's just going to, Shut it down and call the dogs off. They are going to – They Dan Campbell wants to show that he wants to hustle and try hard, and people are praising the Lions for the backdoor cover last week, even though they got they were really getting blown out, like obliterated, and then it got a little frisky at the end. So they're going to they're gonna keep throwing the ball, but there's no one to throw to down the field. So they're going to – they're going to be pressured. So they're going to dump it off to the tight end of the running back. It's – maybe I'm missing something. You know, if they, get, if they get a lead, if they're beating the Packers 21-0 – 
then all this is out the window, except for the Aaron Jones receptions. That'll be an easy cover. Yeah, back sure. The three points. Um, but, you know, if, that, if all that happens, then you could certainly see, uh, you know, a, a change in that. But I, I – I just think this Aaron, this DeAndre Swift over is a smash. I am tempted by the TJ Hawkinson uh, receiving yards total. I actually don't. You know, it was weird. Uh, Hawkinson isn't on uh, William Hill right now. I don't know why. That's yeah. It's probably you know. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you why. No, I don't know why either. He's not. He's. I don't think he's on the injury report or anything like that. He just does. No. I, I looked all over. You can, no, Diva. You can. You don't need to look. He's not there. You can control F and uh, Diva's. You can watch on YouTube.com/slash/pick six. I see his over under at fifty six and a half. I'm really tempted by that. Yeah, I still like that. It's it's probably right in line with what it should be, or maybe a little, a little bit even higher. But there's no way in hell I'm getting in front of this under because because right. if, again, if if the, if the game script plays out the way we think it will, it's going to involve Hawkinson catching uh catching catching a ton of passes. Okay, let's go to DraftKings. No, I'm not leaving the site. Oh, yeah, I am leaving this tight. I'll tell you really quickly, though, the one, if we're doing the lotto ones, you know, those, you know, those really reach back, see what you can do with a prop. TJ Hawkinson, plus 200 anytime touchdown. If you want to do first Lions touchdown, I think he's plus 450. So, you know, those, like we were just saying with him, again, he's going to be the guy when we get, you know, when they get into the red area, that's somebody to keep an eye on there. And again, that 451, it's Lions touchdown. So even if Green Bay, you know, decides to, you know, gets the wins the coin toss and marches down the field with Rodgers, you still have that chance if the Lions get in the end zone at some point. I, I forgot my, my lotto prop. Uh, sure. I have um, any time touchdown for A.J. Dillon. I'm all in on A.J. Dillon this week. Yeah, I like it. Look at the 49er stats. That scheme against the Lions. You're getting the same scheme, but uh, you know, same scheme, good offensive line. And A.J. Dillon, if he's the guy who's getting the carries in the second half, we saw the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell, one touchdown, Jermichael Hasty one touchdown. Um, Mostert probably would have scored if he hadn't gotten hurt. So, I, and, and Sermon, if he hadn't been inactive, probably would have gotten a touchdown too. A.J. Dillon, anytime touchdown is, what did I say, 3-1? to one? Yeah, yeah, I think he said 3-1 to one in the end. Yeah, it's down to plus 290 now. I also, I'm gonna, I also did this uh, already. I have a worse number. But sprinkle on A.J. Dillon. Two touchdowns, twenty to one. Ooh. So half a unit on one touchdown, and then a quarter of a unit on two touchdowns, or a full unit, and you know whatever, whatever you want to do. It. Just don't, you know, don't don't bet them evenly because the two touchdowns less likely uh, to hit than the single one. By the way, we should point out, Sully, that um, on last was it last Monday was it or was it last Thursday? Which one? Are you, which one are you pointing? Oh to? yeah, the Giants in the Washington Football Thursday. Team. Thursday. We, we had. I had a little swag. I, mean, I thought I was going to win a million dollars for a hot minute. I didn't win forty dollars, but I was three points off the 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 Millie Maker because we because I entered that yeah contrarian. What if this is a shootout? Daniel Jones goes ham lineup, and I, you know you, you have to have everything perfect to get have it happen. But and this is not me bragging about winning forty dollars. This is me pointing out that. When you build, when we build these lineups, you know it's it's okay to believe one thing is going to happen in the game, but be prepared to plan for something else. Everyone was on the defenses. If you had the defenses, you didn't make any money. Yeah, you know Jones and all these guys, then you probably ended up uh, raking in the cash. Let's see if we can figure out something for the game tonight. Share my screen here, Debo. 
All right, let's see. All right, so the showdown set up. The chalky plays are going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, even Aaron Jones to a certain degree when we're talking about captains. So, you know, again, chalk's fine sometimes. You know, know, we're obviously coming off the heels of a crazy, you know, Washington, New York game. But you can go chalk in these scenarios as well, especially if we believe this game's going to unfold how we think it is. Absolutely. So the the here's the here's the concern about this is if you want to go with Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers as your captain, you need to be a little worried about what happens if the Packers just I, I have yeah. no problem with either one of those guys as your captain, but you're gonna have to find some unique builds down on the bottom end. I think it's kind of again, just to lean into how I think this game is gonna play out, where the Packers get a big lead and they lean on the running game in the second half. Because there's a chance, so I'm going to make A.J. Dillon my captain, because there's a chance, Sully, that you get a bunch of points from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in the first half. You feel like you're rolling, and then the Packers just lean into the ground game. And if they do that, you are going to be, you're not going to, you can still win. I mean, it's hard to know what the ultimate, you know, the, the optimal lineup will be. Yeah. But if A.J. Dillon ends up being the guy that they just feed in the second half of this game, you're going to want to have him on in your roster. And if you put him in your roster, I believe that you can go Aaron Jones. So then what we're going to do if we do that, I mean, look, you can get you can just do anything you want. If you do A.J. Dillon as your captain. Yeah, yeah you, know, you, you can, can really move around. Off Hawkinson. Oh, you can't do Hawkinson. Wow. Um, no, I'm an idiot. You can't do math. You can do... Um... Let's take out... I'm going to take out Aaron Jones. And we're going to put in... Hawkinson, sort of tempted to do Swift here. You can't afford Swift either there, uh, but you can't afford. Where's my man Quintus Cephas? Damn. Um, well, well, you can't. Well, let me see. Oh, now here's oh, now here's what you could do too. You toss in Kylan Hill, and the idea being that this team is just gonna they're gonna score early with Adams and Rodgers, and then they're just gonna feed the running backs. The backup running back, or the the the, the you know Hill and, and Dylan late, and then you're you you want Hawkinson and Golf coming back because those are the guys they're just going to dump off to. And I'd like right. to have Swift in there. You could create a like I know. have. I just did one on the fly real quick where Dylan's the the captain. You have Adams, Cephas, Hawkinson, Rogers, Swift. Like you can you can fit oh, so that you if you Dylan Golf and you go with Cephas. And then you can fit in Swift and, and still have Hawkinson. So you're still yeah. you're limiting yourself with the quarterbacks, but you can go that route yeah. if you really want to get Swift in. There you go. I like that. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's one of those builds that I think would be a little bit more unique mm-hmm. in the sense that you're not going to have. I don't think you're going to have a ton of AJ Dillon as the captain. No, the no captain that is that is a big time sleeper captain yeah. pick. I also think Sully that it is not out of the realm of possibility that Jared Goff at $10,000, oops, sorry, that's his flex spot, uh, that Jared Goff at $15,000 is a viable captain here. Or, if you want, you can go back to and go Hawkinson or Swift mm-hmm. as your captain, with the idea being that build an alliance as a captain and what we are looking for is not the Lions to roll, but the Packers to get a lead and the Lions to pile up points in the second half. And you've got a captain who's chase. You basically your captain is in chase mode and you are getting a ton of points because they're winging it around. So if we go golf as a captain, Hawkinson Swift, can we then get uh, probably, uh, uh, I was looking at it wrong. It's five, six, six. We're going to need to go with somebody cheap. Obviously we'll go AJ Dillon there. So we get 7,000 per, can't do Rodgers and Adams. Hmm. 
right, let's ditch let's ditch Hawkinson and just say that they do, can we do Adams Rogers. Yep. And then you can add and then you get a two under guy. We'll go back to my guy Kylan Hill. Yeah. I don't mind that either. This is a cha- this is a points chasing game, right? Right. So we're hoping Rogers and Adams hook up early and often. And then you have Dylan, Kylan Hill running downhill late and Jared Goff just dumping off to Swift. And I guess you cannot go Hawkinson there instead. But you get the point. To me, those are the builds that you want to do. There's also, if you want to get go full Batman and get nuts, Sully. <laughs> it, helped, it, 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 it helped Lions, a little last week. So. Lions, yeah, Lions blow it out. Uh, I don't even know what the build would be for the Lions blowing it out. You George would have Lyons. to go. Goff would have to be your guy, your captain. And then... Right? I mean, I don't see. I mean, I don't see a scenario where Hawkinson is well, not boring. So let's say, let's say you go Swift and then Jamal Williams. Oh wait, hold on, sorry. So why don't they reset to the captain when I do that? It's very annoying. So you go Swift, Jamal Williams. So in other words, the, the Lions are running the football effectively against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what about this? You get yeah, got to squeeze in the Lions defense because they are shutting Aaron Rodgers. Down. <laughs> And uh, do we want? I can guarantee you, nobody will have this lineup. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it'll be unique for sure. So Rogers is chasing. So we got to have Aaron Jones, and then we get Valdez Scantling. So for whatever reason, the Lions are able to lock down Not Devontae bad. Adams. <laughs> just you know, yeah. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're like, no, I got you. I got you. And like, and Rogers just throwing it deep late and chasing points. This is a terrible. I mean, this. I mean, it looks terrible, but nobody's gonna have it. And right, maybe the Packers do suck. Right. I guess. I guess, out, I guess like, we haven't really dove into that too much, right? Like, the, I guess there is a scenario where they just they lost it. You know, this this whole off season was crazy. They're just totally out of sync, and they are just not going to be a football a good football team. They're going to be one of these teams that take a step back. Again, yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. I actually could even see that happening in the general sense of the season just not in this game like you know we're talking about a team that was in the nfc championship what was it two straight years three straight years whatever 26 and six for the last two years like so you know i don't like this build yeah but i am i am gonna i am gonna have a now the other thing too about this build is you could in theory you know this could work even if the packers win or the you know it's they score by going to jones and down to scantling and then it's Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift just catching a bunch of dump-off passes from Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Now you want to get rid of the Lions defense probably and find something else if that's the case. But you get the point. Those are the unique builds that sometimes you want to look at. Um, any other thoughts about uh, DFS? Any other deep sleepers uh, down the list? Like I said, I think Kylan Hill qualifies. You know, stone Cold, I mean, he's the Stone Cold minimum on DraftKings at $200. You, you, can, you put him in there. If he's getting run in the second half, he, he can pay off that really easily. Not well, a, to me, to me, I think I think Cephas is somebody to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it's you know they were going crazy last week, but seven targets. I think a lot of people are not paying too much attention because he only caught three passes for twelve yards, but seven targets, and he also caught a touchdown. And Tyrell so, Williams is out. Something to think about there, and, and he's not he's not that expensive at all. Thirty eight hundred bucks. Like you can, he's somebody that you can fit in when you're trying to get all these heavy hitters in. Like if you want a. Uh, let me see if you, if you want like a Devonte Adams as your guy. He's the highest price. Like you, Cephas should be in there as well because you can fit him in rather easily. It, it fits it in. Uh, the other guy that I think is at least worth discussing really quickly. We'll get out of here at six thousand dollars. Jordan Love. If the Packers were to be up twenty eight nothing at halftime or twenty eight nothing at the end of the third quarter, Jordan Love is probably coming in now. It's probably all garbage time. 
But if you happen to, you know, if you if you want to build a Packers bludgeon Lions, it's 35 nothing at halftime. Jordan Love's probably playing most of the second half. Now he's gonna hand off to AJ Dillon and Kylan Hill. But you know, just worth just worth the thought process. Because remember, they you know they they put him in there even when the they were getting beat last week. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get out of here. That was a, a good. This is a good look at it. So this is a potentially fun game. There should be lots of points, but uh, it's also a potential blowout. Maybe the Lions just blow out the Packers too. Who knows? Uh, Sully, as always, buddy, a pleasure to talk TFS and props and gambling with you. Let's go win some money. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.